following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We'll get to Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. He was at the official introduction of Jonathan Smith as a replacement for Mel Tucker. When it comes to Michigan State football, I heard the introductory press conference with Alan Haller and Coach Smith on our flagship station, 96 won the game in Grand Rapids. Haller and Smith aren't guys that are going to be at a pulpit as evangelists. They're not. It, but that's good. And let me explain. That you're going to roll up your sleeves. This guy is innovative. This Smith isn't going to be a guy that's going to be like Izzo with the media. His results will be his message to the fans and those who cover and talk about Michigan State football. His hire garnered no national attention. Zero. Yeah, there's talk about Elko going to Texas A&M. College football playoff rankings are there is a major headline. The conference championship games this weekend. But there's nothing nationally about Michigan State. And I think that should really be a bar that you, the Michigan State fan, should understand. I'm going to tell you that when, when I heard him talking about stops at Boise State or Montana early in his career, in Oregon State and working with Mike Riley and the coaches and Chris Peterson at Boise State and then going to Washington. I believe they're going to have a modern offense. They're, they're going to throw it around. They're going to be creative. I liked what Alan Haller, the Michigan State AD, said, that they're going to be tough. If you looked at Oregon State, they, they had the look of a football team that wanted to fight you. But there is... Beyond Lansing in the state of Michigan, there is no buzz nationally on this hire. I really like it. I've always said they need to modernize football, not go Rich Rod way, 
but get an offense that's going to attract quarterbacks because they're <laughs> they're losing everybody. The transfer portal. Where everything's at right now, you just need to be patient if you're a Michigan State fan because your program is not on the level of Michigan or Ohio State. It's not. I think Jonathan Smith can make Michigan State with a full cycle of recruits and transfers within four years. I think he can put them in a bowl game within two. Unless there's just some major transfers who flourish kind of Kenneth Walker-like, it will be a year where I think you'll introduce a quarterback to get seasoned for that following year. I really love this hire. But when you look at no national buzz, when you look where Michigan State is off a 4-8 and eight season, when you look at the remnants of the Mel Tucker fiasco, which is behind them now, this is a fresh start. And with the fresh start, the Michigan State fans will need to be patient. You'll have to be. Because look what's coming to the conference with Oregon and Washington and UCLA and USC. And granted, UCLA and USC, ton of talent, but you're not sure about those coaches, including Lincoln Riley and what he did with all that talent this year. I think they got the best available, realistic head coach in Jonathan Smith. I just think there needs to be a window of patience. And I don't know in today's message board and Twitter society if there will be that true patience necessary because Michigan State fans see what Michigan is doing and they want to get there. And that's why they gave Mel Tucker the money and they thought they were there and Harbaugh was leaving and it was going down in Ann Arbor and oh my God, it's falling apart. This is about Jonathan Smith and his journey and his own path. And I believe he will bring talent in. His West Coast roots mixed in with Big Ten football with Michigan State. Rolling in with at least five assistants, and we'll get an update from Comp in a moment that he's worked with. I, I, I they ju- he seems like a football coach. He, he's not an evangelist. He's not going to give you the greatest speech ever in his opener in front of everybody at the press conference today. But it is a great hire. But the Michigan State fan on message boards and on Twitter, you can't compare Michigan State football to any other program right now. You can't. You just can't. It will drive you crazy. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider. He was at Coach Smith's introduction to the media, uh, to the people at MSU. He's standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. And uh, Comp from first news of the hire to his 48 hours in East Lansing, what's your first impressions on the new Michigan State head football coach? Um, I think if you're a Michigan State fan, it's probably refreshing to see a coach who seems to have a handle on things already in day two. It is not just reading slogans off a bumper sticker. That's what Mel Tucker did for four years was just all these mantras that he memorized from the Nick Saban era that, you know, were pretty good for a couple of years, a little bit good for recruits here and there. 
but top to bottom, uh, you know, Tucker didn't quite uh, have the accountability and the attention to detail that he professed, and it got away from him in a lot of ways. This guy's coming in. He's a grinder, former walk-on at Oregon State. Ended up quarterback and continued to win 11 and 1 under Dennis Erickson, the best team in Oregon State history. And you know what his coaching has been since then? I mean, he worked his way up to be office coordinator for Chris Peterson for the Washington team that went to the college football playoff. I mean, that's a coordinator job for a big time program in the playoff. That's big. He was at Peterson day one. He was with Peterson day one at Washington. He came with Peterson from Boise State. He was quarterback's coach at Boise State when Peterson made the move from. Boise State to Washington. Peterson let his offensive coordinator go, and he promoted Smith when he brought him along. Smith has risen from there, taking over a program at Oregon State that was in shambles, one and eleven the year before he got there. Then he went what two and two and ten, five and seven. Then last year, you know, ten and three last year, number seventeen in the country, blew out Florida in a bowl game this year, eight and four, been been good, uh, quite solid in a lot of ways. Like you said, best coach available really good coaches out there, but many of them are not available. You and I have talked about this for the last six, seven weeks, about realistic candidates. And Jonathan Smith was one of the ones I've been mentioning to you from the beginning. Michigan State went after him. They, 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 they sent initial word right away, we are interested in you, among some others. And they stayed with it, and uh, they did a good job pursuing him, but Michigan State fans got to see a little bit of him today. And, uh, and to answer your question, the most impressive thing that I take away with my takeaway, if you're a Michigan State fan, is that this guy's organized. He's got a handle on things. It's just day one. There's a lot of work to do, but he's a guy that I think that can handle a lot of hard work. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, VMSU Insider on the show, checking in on the Rose Tumber Coffee guest line. I mentioned for Coach Smith and this new staff, their work is to figure out what players are going to be on your roster, whether it's transfer portal, whether it's recruits, that Michigan State had committed, that he had committed to Oregon State or was in the mix on out west. Uh, how is this roster going to look? If a Michigan State fan listening right now says, who do you think will have a quarterback? What will we look like come September? How would you answer that? Boy, that is a great question. You know, they they were down to about 40 scholarship players by the end of that Indiana game two weeks ago. And now, you know, several players have already gone into the portal. Um I don't know how much the previous staff that's outgoing, the assistant coaches, I don't know how much they've encouraged players to go to the portal. I've been hearing some things about that, which is kind of disconcerting. Um, we'll have to see if anything comes to that. But, you know, Smith, when he took over, he, he wanted to know right away before the first team meeting who, who wants to go to the portal. And uh, maybe there were some that he talked off the ledge, but he wasn't begging anybody to stay. He's got long-term um, plans, and the roster right now, uh, at the beginning of the year, I thought was pretty good, but as they've lost players, I thought it was good enough to go 6-6, six 7-5. Six, but as you saw this year, it's, it's, a, it's a short step from 7-5 to 4-8. Uh, there's only a couple things that need to go wrong for that to happen. So the roster, uh, it's uh, that, that's one of the things about – firing a coach in today's landscape of college football. If you're going to change coaches and you're doing it right now, like Indiana is and some of these other places, they're firing a coach this weekend. 
you've only got three weeks to put a recruiting class together, first of all. Secondly, you're losing players to the portal. The combination of the early signing day and the transfer portal is a double-edged sword for any program that wants to fire a coach or, or move on from a coach. Michigan State's going through that right now. Nebraska went through it last year. Arizona State went through it the year before. It's a hydrogen bomb. It's a hydrogen bomb to a roster. And that's what Michigan State's going to go through right now, and it's going to be real difficult. Comper, you you battling the cold, obviously. You you, you doing all okay? Yeah, you know, I told uh, I told your guy that I, I couldn't come out a couple of days ago. I've, I've been out with COVID for about a week, so I did not go to the press conference today. Um, so uh, I'm feeling better today, but I had you know our guys at Spartan Mag, we had guys there that were covering it, and I watched it you know online, and I'm writing about it from home. My energy level's okay, but. I couldn't go over there, and you know, with the way I'm. The doctor says that I'm not contagious anymore. I'm past the five or six day window, but I, 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 could, I wasn't going to go over there and subject people to whatever germs I might have. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sounding too good, but I'm feeling better. Thanks for asking. You know, one thing, and I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, before I let you go, when I first saw the Michigan State football tweet of. Coach Smith in the airplane on his way to East Lansing. My first glance was, "How did Comp get on that plane?" I was like, "You, you that Coach Smith looks just like you, Comp." Yeah, and there's rumors. I mean, I was not there today, so people are wondering. We still not been seated in the same room together. So, <laughs> oh my God, this is oh, I hey, I'm not going down Connor Stallion's road, but what's going on here? Yeah, they haven't been. You're you're at home sick, which obviously you sound like you're going to play a trombone right now with your nose. So yeah. you are sick. We have validated that through forensic uh, sound analysis. So we know yeah. this is the real Jim Comperoni. But at, when I saw his photo, and every time I've seen it in that 48 hours there, I'm like, oh my god, look at Comp hugging Izzo. Look, look at Comp. He gets to go on the private jet. How come Alan Haller is hugging Comp? <laughs> yeah, either I'm sick or I'm a good actor. I don't you know. You are. We'll, you are. I we'll think find, we'll find out. We'll I think this out. is. I've seen. It's like Jack Reacher. It's like a Tom Clancy novel. I know it is. All right, Com, get better, my man. Thanks for the update. All right, thanks a lot, Bill. Take care. Yeah, Jim Comproni. If you if you look at Comp, like if you follow him on Twitter, then you look at Coach Smith, the new head football coach of Michigan State. It's amazing. It is flat out. What if they're long-lost brothers? Seriously. Well, what if Comp grew up in an orphanage like in North Dakota, and one day his twin brother, Johnny, was taken from the orphanage to California in a station wagon, not a covered wagon. Comp's not that old. And then they're reunited in East Lansing. So Comp didn't go. He is sick. I felt guilty almost spending eight minutes with him. I almost yelled clear. <laughs> um, we do have our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Honolulu Blue is an adult crafted cocktail. Blue raspberry lemonade and vodka. What a great way to celebrate a big win at a tailgate or at the game. You'll find Honolulu Blue at Ford Field for all Lions games. You can look for it at your local store, pub, 
bar, restaurant, or anywhere across Michigan, Honolulu Blue. Huge question of the day. What are your thoughts on the official hiring of Jonathan Smith to replace Mel Tucker? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. We're going to get a update on the Hawkeyes taking on Michigan Saturday night in the Big Ten Championship game. Tom Kakert follows the Hawkeyes. He knows everything about Ferentz and Hawkeye football. He'll join us next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino. Single record of the year is Better Man. Special guest Josh Greason. Tickets start at $40 on sale now at the box office and etix.com. Clint Black and Josh Greason. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. Don't miss holiday deals at Meyer. Shop select Lego play sets for 30% off. December Home Holiday Indoor Decor is buy one, get one 50% off. And December Home Holiday Ornaments and Lifelike Trees and Phillips Lights are 20% off. These deals and products won't last long at these prices. Head to Meyer today to shop holiday deals in one stop. Plus, pay the same low buyer price no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
We are back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Remember, just search The Huge Show wherever you download podcasts. Catch up on huge opinions, interviews, hours, and full shows. They're all free. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. I did tweet out earlier the story that three-time Stanley Cup champion, veteran forward Patrick Kane, Reports have him signing a one-year deal around $3 million with the Wings. Underwent hip resurfacing surgery following last year. Been rehabbing ever since. Hey, you're bringing a guy that's been a champion. He's not in his prime. It's low money. I'm all for it. Kane can handle the puck. One of the best to ever do it. The more you can surround the wings with guys who have won, the better off they'll be. And they're playing some good hockey. So that's the latest. And they're, I think I read some $2.75 million for one year. That's really, you know, two-thirds of a year. Yeah, man, I look at the Lions, and they got the Saints on Sunday. And they got some help last night. Thank you, Chicago Bears. Lions lead the Vikings and the Packers by three games in the loss column. Vikings lose in the last two to Denver and the Bears. So big for the Lions. It's like the Lions would have won that game Thursday. Seriously, with these losses. I I don't like backing in to winning the NFC North, but... Just win the NFC North and get a home playoff game. That's it. Just win the NFC North and get a home playoff game. You're watching Philly, and they keep coming back like they did against Buffalo. And you look at how good the Niners are now with Chase Young and Bosa and McCaffrey and Samuel back in their lineup. Let's be real. That that road to the Super Bowl unless there's major injuries, and I'm not even including the Cowboys in this. You know, when the Lions go to Dallas here at the end of the regular season in their remaining games, I I think that will tell us if they're going to be playoff ready to go win on the road. Cowboys defense as good as any defensive unit in football. So you got the Wings. Now they're going to add Kane. They should be a playoff team. You have the Lions, Tigers. AL Central, a 500 team, and maybe a few games over 500, you could win the division. And then you have the Pistons who get the Lakers on Wednesday night, and they could tie a franchise record of 15 straight losses. Oh, man. Kate Cunningham, they they, they don't have a point guard. It's not Killian Hayes. It's not Kate Cunningham. It's not Ivy. No, it's none of those guys. It's like not having a quarterback on your team. They haven't bought in on the coaching. The rotations aren't right. I, I They haven't ripcorded, but when you get drilled by a 2-14 and 14 Washington Wizards team like they did last night. The NBA, it's not just the Pistons, man. I'm telling you, I'm watching, you know, late at night when I... Things wind down. I like to watch a lot of basketball, college and the NBA. NBA is nothing but summer AAU basketball. It's tough to watch. They're just running and gunning. There's a few teams, like I said last week, that I enjoy watching, like the Nuggets. 
Golden State. But it's just so bad. These dudes, they don't play no defense. There's nothing physical about it. There's little strategy. The coaches that do inject some strategy, or teams that do, are usually the teams that have deep playoff runs. The NBA is close to unwatchable. It really is. The league's in trouble in my mind. I think coming out on the outside of soccer, I really do. With Messi, MLS, the NBA this season or in-season play-in tournament, what in the heck is that? They're in trouble. They are. That, that style of basketball uh, will not entertain the fans. Again, it will in Denver, Golden State. I, I you know where Phoenix, right? I, I can probably I can't even get the ten franchises. Boston, Miami, just horrible basketball. It is. Tom Kakert is with HawkeyeReport.com, Iowa Insider. He is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Want to get his thoughts on the Big Ten title game on Saturday night, Iowa and Michigan. Tom, welcome back. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, how about this Iowa team? Uh, Ten and two, uh, number 18 (laughs) in the country, one of the worst offenses in the country, uh, real solid on defense and special teams, an offensive coordinator, the son of the head coach, who will be gone at the end of this year. Through all that, they win the Big Ten West, survive in their 10-2 and play in Michigan for the Big Ten title on Saturday night. Yeah, they're 18th in the country and average 18 points a game, and they're 10 and two. And I don't know that you would have. I mean, if somebody would have told me, you know, the, the fact that they got to be 10 and two this year doesn't surprise me. If you would have told me before the season, hey, they finished 10 and two, I would have said, yep, okay. But if you would have told me that Cade McNamara, Eric All, Luke Lachey all missed basically three fourths of the season, and Cooper DeGene misses the last few games. I would have told you there was probably no chance in the world that this team gets to the Big Ten title game. And yet, here they are. They've just perfected the art of winning close games. And uh, just, you know, it's I've, I've, I've kind of termed them sometimes they're like watching one of the Walendas walk on a tightrope tight across between buildings. You, you think they're going to fall off, and, and and then they make it to the other side, and you're celebrating a win. You know, they're a ten and two team that easily could have been a six and six team. And I'm not yeah. I'm not bagging on Ference or the Hawkeyes, Tommy. I, they they were that close to being a six and six team. Yeah, they are. I mean, you just look this last week against Nebraska. They in the last minute of a game they throw an interception and Nebraska has the ball and the chance to win the game, uh win a tie you know, it's a tie game at the time and Nebraska turns it over and the with you know, 30 seconds left, and Iowa ends up kicking a field goal from a guy that hadn't kicked a field goal all year. And he kicks a game-winning field goal. I mean, it's just it's crazy stuff. I mean, the, the week before, Illinois, Caleb Johnson busts a 30-yard run in the fourth quarter to give them a 15-13 lead. It, uh, the Northwestern game, it's 7-7, and buck uh, 50 left, and Iowa's offense has to go 80 yards or to get a touchdown or, you know, 50, 60 or, you know, 40, 50 yards to get a field goal position. And they miraculously somehow hit a pass play for 
30 plus yards to get in field goal position for a 53 yard game winning field goal. It's story after story after story like that this season. Yeah, even the Michigan State game, State looked like they were going to win that. Yeah. You know, with 45 scholarship players, and Iowa found a way. So, and they do it and they find a way because their defense and special teams yeah. that you just alluded to. And Tom Kaker, Hawkeye Report. Dot com joining us talking about Michigan Iowa in the Big Ten Championship football game on Saturday night. So with that defense, with the special teams that we just discussed on the Hawkeye side, when you look at this Michigan team, what what tells you that Iowa could hoist that trophy and be Big Ten champions? Or on the flip side, what tells you that it's going to be tough for Iowa to beat Michigan? Oh, I think it's just going to be tough for Iowa to beat Michigan because, you know, here's the the other thing that's been kind of weird about this Iowa team. Last year, they were dining on turnovers. Year before, dining on turnovers all the time, creating all kinds of turnovers and creating havoc and and, and getting the ball and pick sixes and everything. They really haven't done a ton of that this year, and the sacks are down. So, uh, And the other thing is Michigan takes care of the football. They don't make mistakes. They don't give the ball away. So... That just makes it, it's going to, for Iowa to win, it's going to take multiple turnovers, some short field situations. But I just think Michigan's probably just too talented. I think uh, getting Coach Harbaugh back this week is going to galvanize that team even more, and they're going to want to go out and, and play for him. So uh, I think I was <laughs> going to be running into one this weekend. Uh, in a, uh, but you never know. You know, you got it's a, the old poker saying: you got a chip in a chair, you got a shot. We'll see what happens. Yeah, no pressure on Iowa. I mean, ten and two and uh, won yeah. the West in the Big Ten uh, championship game with uh, you know an ultimatum was given to Ference's son on where the offense needed to go. I I, I do yeah. wonder, in it, as this season finishes, even with the offensive struggles, that you're ten and two. You're an Iowa fan. You're an Iowa athletic department member, you're an Iowa Board of Region trustees, whatever is their governing body, how can you go blame a coach because you're 10-2 and two and you won the West and you're in the Big Ten championship game? Yeah, it is. Um, it's been a weird situation ever since that 25-point, that, uh, 7-win uh, document was crafted, and it's just it's been kind of just hanging over the program and then during the bye week uh interim athletic director Beth Getz uh, said that Brian would not be back and you know one of the interesting side stories is since since that point um Brian Ferentz has declined to wear Iowa gear on the sidelines. He just wears a plain black hoodie and uh and you know like this past weekend wore like a Carhartt hat instead of a Iowa stocking cap. Uh so it's it's just uh kind of a cold war situation right now with with everything i think and it's um but it's going to be an interesting off season now with you know what does kirk ferentz do uh with his offense coordinator and with his offense and he's pretty much said you know whoever's changing the call in the plays might change but what we do probably won't yeah and his argument would be we're 10 and 2 and we won the west and we're yep. in the big 10 championship game win or lose yep. We're the second-best yep. team in the Big Ten, at least, at the end. So I'm not going to change what I'm doing. You drove out my son. You gave him an ultimatum, which is unheard of anywhere in college sports. Part of me yeah. 
Part of me was thinking when he got the game ball, was it for most Big Ten wins or something? I saw on the Big Ten Network. And Aspo Schembechler. Yeah, right, right. On the, the most, win total. Right, on the win total. And I'm, you're, you're Kirk Ferentz, and you just had this season. I, I get you're making a ton of money as the Iowa head football coach, but they're going to show your son the door. Do you just announce after that game you're done, right? Yeah, that's. You know, that's come up in conversation with various people wondering if that might happen. But, you know, thus far, Kirk has kind of said, um, I'm coming back. So um, he's operating as if he's coming back right now. Now, could he change his mind? Certainly. And it wouldn't be the first coach that just kind of – he's big at assessing himself and the program after the season is done. So he probably won't really – I mean, he'll formulate some thought probably – December, but until after the, you know, assuming they're playing in a January one bowl here, that that's that's what they're going to do is just assess things at that point, and then he'll make his decision. Any other family members he could uh, put in as offensive coordinator just to <laughs> stick it to <laughs> Iowa I have administration. I have, uh, I have, you know, he's got two sons uh, beyond beyond Brian uh, James, who is. I think still on the practice squad for the Patriots. He might be on the active roster now, but I joke that he and Stephen, his, his youngest son, who is coaching line, that he's going to hire uh, Stephen and, uh, and and James as a co-offensive coordinator. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, before I let you go, by the way, Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com, if you want to get a look inside Iowa as they prepare for Michigan in the Big Ten championship football game, on Saturday night, from your vantage point in Iowa City, from what you've seen from Michigan on TV, highlights, looking at games, getting ready, HawkeyeReport.com, whatever, what impresses you the most about this Michigan team compared to other Michigan teams you've seen? You know, what's impressed me the most, besides Blake Quorum, I love Blake Quorum. I think he is just a tremendous running back, just toughness uh, that, that he has shown. Uh, I think he's dynamite. Uh, but the thing that's impressed me the most this year about Michigan has been the growth of J.J. McCarthy. I think he is uh, he's elevated himself. I wondered last year if he was, you know, more hyped than, uh, than reality. But, boy, he is watching him play this past weekend. Boy, he just exudes leadership, uh, throws, makes some throws. That I mean, there was that sideline pass that he made on the run. Oh. You know, there's there's a small percentage of people on this planet that could make that throw and make it accurately. So um, he is uh, he's really shown me a lot, and, and I think that's maybe the biggest thing that I've seen from Michigan this year in terms of growth. What's your prediction on the game Saturday night? I threw out twenty eight to six, so um, I, I think it's going to be just a low scoring. Uh, right around the number kind of game. How many times will Kirk Ferentz ask for the Statue of Liberty play? <laughs> <laughs> I would think they're going to, you know, last time, two years ago, they had a, uh, they ran a uh, halfback pass to a fullback and it failed miserably. <laughs> surprise, surprise, right? Yeah, only only Iowa would run a halfback pass to a fullback. Surprise, I'm surprised it wasn't an eligible tackle. On the right side, they tried one of those. They tried one of those earlier this year. 
You know, they have nothing to lose. Yeah, the one thing I'll say yeah. that, you know, the Michigan nation is talking about obviously what they did to Ohio State and they're talking, about, uh, you know, hey, can they go finally win a college football playoff game or win it all? How do they match up against Georgia? Who's going to be their first round opponent? I'm like, you know, you still have a 10 and 2 team ranked number 18 that averages 18 points a game. That's why they put them at number 18. I thought that was a tribute to Coach Ferentz. Uh, well done there. Tom Kaker, HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, go jump on that, and you can take a look at the team Michigan's face on Saturday night for the Big Ten Championship. Tommy, always appreciate your time here on the huge show across Michigan. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. All right, Tom Kaker. I, I love honest guys. You know, he, Hawkeye Report, it's easy to be. It's not the Hawkeye Homer Report. He's honest. He says 28-6. What's the line? 23. That's right close uh, to the number in the game. And the over-under is 35 and a half. Iowa does have a good defense, and they have great special teams. Special teams and defense are two-thirds of what you need to win. They just don't have any offense. And Cade McNamara is chirping. He calls them the other team. Okay. All right. You're not even playing. They went 10-2 and two without you. Okay? Zip it. You lost your job to JJ. Deal with it. I don't want to hear Michigan fans say, oh, I put, you know, Kate deserves all the respect, man. No. He ran. He's a portal guy. He's a portal kid. I don't like the portal kids. Unless they help my team win. Everything huge. 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. Book your stay this fall in luxurious first-class room and receive $50 premium flight, a $20 spa credit, and a $25 dining credit. Rates are just $289 a night, Sunday through Thursday, and $339 on Fridays and Saturdays. Reserve your room now, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. 
Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Life as a grown-up. Not what you thought it would be, right? The meetings, the stress, the boredom, and that one big question. Does any of this matter? Then you became a cop. Not what you thought it would be, right? The pride, the honor, the love for the brothers and sisters who served with you. The family who reminds you how much you matter. Being a cop. Not what you thought, right? Just what you needed, I guess. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at roastumber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Tuesdays are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SorenEagleCasino.com. Big Ten announced the all-conference defensive units, first, second, and third teams, and special teams will do offense, I think, tomorrow. Michigan was well represented on the first team on defense. Mason Graham, Will Johnson, uh, both first teamers. Uh, Second team, all conference on defense. Kenneth Grant, Chris Jenkins, Junior Colson, Mike Sandra still. Third team, Michigan guys who made all Big Ten. Mike Barrett and Rod Moore. There you go. That's a lot. First, second, and third team. For that Michigan defense. Uh, special teams. Iowa had Tory Taylor, the punter, and Cooper DeJean from Iowa. <laughs> Where you from? I'm DeJean from Iowa. Second team, James Turner. It was the second team kicker. Uh, Ryan Eckley from Michigan State. Second team uh, punter. Third team, Tommy Doman from Michigan. I was looking to see if the Spartans had anybody on the first, second, or third team defensive units. No, they got shut out. Nobody. Wow. Mm. When your kicker and punter are getting the honors, it reminds me of old school Lions. Speaking of Lions, who wants to win Lomas Brown's tricked out golf cart that Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford here on the west side of the state, your go-to Yamaha golf cart, West Michigan headquarters. They'll customize any golf cart for you, for your neighborhood, for your golf club, uh, your workplace, your second home, wherever, down in Florida, you name it. Go see Drew and the crew. And we'll be doing this promotion, uh, text to enter to win, through next summer and then we'll give it away at Tullymore you could win Lomas Brown's golf cart just text IMPACT I-M-P-A-C-T 
to 21,000. That's impact to 21,000, and you'll be in the drawing uh, next summer. And look for Lomas Brown's Lions card at shows, and we'll have it at golf events. It's pretty cool. Thank you to Drew and his team, Kathy Mason, from their marketing department. Uh, If you're looking for all the power toys that you need for your home, your business, or you want to get your own tricked-out golf cart, just everything on it, go see Drew at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids. They are West Michigan's Yamaha golf cart destination, but everybody listening across the state can enter to win Lomas Brown's golf cart. Just text IMPACT to 21000. Text I-M-P-A-C-T to 21000, and you'll be in that drawing uh, next summer. There's no rush. but Because uh, between the golf shows and the outdoor shows and everything we're doing during the winter across the state with Drew and Impact Power Sports and Lomas will be making appearances with the golf cart, hey, we launched it. And like I said, if you want your own tricked-out golf cart, personal use on the golf course business, Whatever, uh, go see uh, Drew and his team at Impact Power Sports 14 Mile in Rockford, just north of GR. 24 7, everything you need with our show is free at thehugeshow.net. Big, bad, huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan, our number two on a Tuesday broadcast, Superfly Hayes. As Comp said, your guy. So Brett has talked to Comp on the phone for over five years. And Comp, when we were talking about Jonathan Smith being introduced today, officially as the replacement for Mel Tucker as the new Spartan head football coach. Comp was under the weather. Wasn't sure he'd be able to come on. Said he's battling COVID. Or whatever the new disease of the year is. And he said, yeah, I told your guy. Not Brett. It's over five years. The impact Superfly has made on Jim Comperoni from SpartanMeg.com. And Brett is a Spartan fan. He had tears streaming down his cheeks. It hurt. Inside this hour, Gary Dolphin is the voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes. He'll give us his thoughts 
on the matchup with Michigan Saturday night in the Big Ten Championship. We did have Comp On talking about Jonathan Smith, and that interview will be up. I think it's up right now on the podcast, right? Uh, just search The Huge Show wherever you download podcast. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com in about 20 minutes on the Wolverines, who dominated first, second, third team, all Big Ten uh, defensive unit. And they had a couple second, te- a second and third teamer for the kicker punter. I think the offense will be announced tomorrow. Also, the offensive player of the year in the Big Ten. That's Marvin Harrison Jr. It's not even a debate there. Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan football in about an hour on the game. My weekly conversation, talking hoops with John Beeline, the former Wolverine and Cleveland Cavaliers head coach and Pistons advisor. We'll talk about Michigan, Michigan State, and the Pistons who just stink. And it's not going to get better. It's not. It's not, man. You you have flipped coaches. You flip players. Kate is not that next-level franchise-type player. He's not. So we'll talk to John Beeline about the Pistons who are going for, what, is it 15 straight losses tomorrow against the Lakers? Man. Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. He'll join us. I got a ton of holiday giveaways happening. Great shows are lining up indoors and even outdoors for next year, including Jason Aldean in Mount Pleasant, Michigan at Soren Eagle. And go to SorenEagleCasino.com for more info. I threw out our Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Your thoughts as a Michigan State fan on the hiring of Jonathan Smith. I like him. It's going to take some time, but you know what? In today's society, with message boards and social networks, nobody has any patience. Nobody does. You're going to need patience. They're losing a ton to the transfer portal. It is a total rebuild, unlike it's as close to getting the death penalty by the NCAA. That's the rebuild Michigan State is under right now. And if you're Jonathan Smith, do you go load up with a bunch of transfer portal guys? Or do you go tell recruits, hey, you're going to get a chance to play and you're going to not be good for a year or two? I I go back to that keyword patience with the Michigan State fans. Go to Jagger in Grand Rapids listening on 96.1 The Game. You're on the Huge Show. Hey, Huge. So uh, I think this Jonathan Smith hire is an absolute uh, huge win for MSU. And uh, I know that this is going to be a really long rebuild, but if I'm, uh, if I'm as a Michigan fan, I'm actually a little uh, kind of excited for the rivalry to potentially become a little more competitive than it has been in recent years. Yeah, Jagger, I, I, it's going to be – it's a minimum cycle, uh, four years minimum on this rebuild. It's When you're looking at the story of it's Levitt, it's Hauser, the quarterback's going, uh, SpartanMeg.com, I just shared a couple other stories, a lineman, a receiver, it's – and you can't – this is going to be the tough spot for Jonathan Smith. You can't just bring in a bunch of transfer portal guys and you have zero chemistry. I think you need to go tell recruits right now. 
that you could play. Now, one thing he could do is try and get recruits and say you're going to play for sure your sophomore year and you redshirt them and you go get a transfer portal team to try and compete this year. I, I do trust the guy. There's something about him, the way he speaks. His resume has been with really creative offenses. Montana, Boise State, Washington, Oregon State. I just like it. I, I do. I think it's fresh blood. That's why you're a Michigan State fan. You have to be patient. You have to. Let's go to Jim in Bay City. You're on the huge show across Michigan. Hey, uh, huge. Uh, went to Michigan State. My daughter graduated, and I'm just uh, hoping this was as, as bad as it could possibly get. And I think this is probably the best guy they could have got that I've ever heard of. So I'm... Uh, Going to be patient, but um, I'm hopefully maybe four or five years down the road, maybe we'll start to have a respectable football game again. I, I really think it's going to be a four or five year process. This is like the death penalty in season, the transfer portal now coming into play, all these guys leaving. This dude will, it's already tore down and he'll build it up. Problem is, you're chasing really good teams and, and you're adding Washington. Oregon, UCLA, and USC. It's amazing. Future of the Big Ten. Future of the NCAA, too. If they lose this lawsuit, they could lose billions. Conferences now may go as their own entities. It's crazy what the future holds. It's all based on money. Speaking of money, he's money on the mic. Gary Dolphin, voice of Iowa football and basketball. How about that segue, Gary, huh? I'm a pro. Well, you—I've been an admirer of yours forever, uh, Bill, and uh, I, I enjoyed your comments with a couple of your passionate callers. Uh, you know, the Big Ten needs Michigan State to win. Uh, maybe not back to the Duffy Doherty days, uh, but certainly the Mark D'Antonio days uh, when it was really a healthy, healthy uh, 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 battle each and every Saturday with the likes of Iowa and Purdue and Wisconsin. And so uh, I, I like the guy they hired. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about him. I know he's a West Coast guy, but to your point, the landscape is changing so much now in the Big Ten. It's a coast-to-coast league. That uh, how much recruiting will Big Ten teams do out there? Who knows? Because of the transfer portal, and you know that's a fine balance. You know, Gary, if you look at the Big Ten this year, on and off the field, and mostly off the field, the drama connected to almost every school has been phenomenal. And yes, at not at the level of Michigan and the. Sign stealing, but Ohio State got dragged into that. Rutgers, uh, you get, you know, Ference's son and the ultimatum on averaging a certain number uh, for points. I, I've never seen the storylines away from the actual games like I have this year connected to Big Ten football. Exactly right, and uh, <laughs> I've been telling people apparently Iowa is the only state in the country where its college athletes wager on games, even if it's legal. Uh, th- that one I'm still scratching my head about, but it is what it is. It's uh, you know the social media, everything's instant uh, on the news, uh, weather, sports, what have you, Bill. And, uh, so whatever, nothing can hide out there, and it's uh, not that we want it to, but uh, the, the Brian Ferentz not only the ultimatum on making the numbers, but uh, the bomb that was dropped on him four weeks uh, from the end of the season with Iowa in first place in the West Division and and the uh, public statement by the athletic department that you absolutely will not be back next year. 
as one Iowa booster said, well, what if we average 50 points and and 500 yards the next four weeks? Huh? Well, we'll see. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, but it is it is uh, it has been a strange uh, season of uh, year for uh, off the field. Antics. I mean, Iowa, all the injuries and, and the Ferentz story and the uh, sports wagering and, and on and on and on. And like you say, nothing to the level of um, what happened in Ann Arbor or what is going on in Ann Arbor. And it sure doesn't appear to have uh, phased the football team on the field anyway. Yeah, both teams. Uh, Iowa 10 and 2, number 18 yeah. in the country, averaging 18 points a game with little offense. Uh, Michigan navigated all this off the field. Uh, noise and one at Penn State, one at Maryland, beat Ohio State last Saturday. They're on the other side of that Big Ten championship game. Iowa comes in playing with house money, 23-point underdog, no pressure on them. I wonder how that comes into play going into this game and during. I, I think it's a factor because of the head coach. Uh, every time somebody draws a line in the sand or throws a gauntlet down in front of this guy, uh, he just – Burrows back into his office and says, okay. You know, he told me once uh, the three greatest coaches, uh, not counting Joe Moore, who was his high school coach, whom the Offensive Line of the Year award is named after, but the three greatest coaches he ever worked for were uh, uh, Bill Belichick, Ted Marchabroda, and Hayden Fry. Mm. Well, those three had quite the personalities beyond their coaching skills. And obviously, Kirk has taken uh, a basket full of notes from each. And, uh, you know, Hayden Fry was a psychology major, and Ferentz is not. But I'm sure he's using a little bit of Hayden Fry's uh, uh, character and nature in in rallying the troops, circling the wagons, and uh, the Bruce in the pudding. And, yeah, their offense has really struggled, especially after Cade McNamara and the two top tight ends went out in game or week three or four, whatever it was. But uh, Deacon Hill's getting better. The kid hadn't played in three years. And he's getting better and better and better now. He still has has some issues. And I can promise you, uh, Lee Sean Williams is going to get the ball a lot Saturday night. The trio of running backs are going to try and control the clock. And if Torrey Taylor have to, has to kick it to the other end of the stadium all night long, the Hawks are very content playing field position with that defense. Gary Dolphin is a talented voice of Iowa football and basketball, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Here on the huge show across Michigan, Hawkeyes and the Wolverines, Saturday night for the Big Ten Championship. Uh, where do you put this Michigan team uh, that you've seen this year as much as you uh, have caught Wolverine games? Well, where do they rate against the best Big Ten teams you've seen? Well, they're right at the top, uh, Bill, and, and as good as J.J. Uh, McCarthy is and uh, the, the outstanding running backs, and uh, you know Donovan Edwards, and Blake Corum, and the tight ends are spectacular. Uh, the Indiana transfer is really a good player. Uh, it's the defense that really balances uh, Michigan's complete package. Uh, I, I think they're they're very strong in both areas, and especially uh, they, they really jam things up front. They got a couple of returning stars this year. Their linebackers are always solid, and obviously we know what the secondary can do. And in terms of forcing turnovers, and that, that's typically the key in a game like this. It certainly is the key with Iowa Saturday night. Uh, you know, the Hawkeyes with that defense are usually plus eight, plus ten every year in turnovers. They're minus one 
and it has a lot to do with the offense just unable to move the ball and then try and press things, and next thing you know, it's an interception. But they've gotten back. They were minus five or six. They've, they've got, with the help of the defense, they've gotten back to about level 500 on plus-minus turnovers. Uh, they're, they're, a, they're a very... They're, they're one of the least penalized teams, I, I speak of Iowa, uh, in the Big Ten. And, and they're going to need to play a near-perfect game to beat this Michigan. I, I, I would say uh, balance is the big thing I see in this Michigan team. It's, it's as good a team and obviously as well-coached a team as, as, as I can remember going back to the Schembechler era. One thing I noticed, and I was at the Ohio State game at the Big House, this is – by far, collectively as a unit on defense, the fastest Michigan team to the football that I've seen on on defense. Yeah, and that's a mouthful because I was there in 2021 when it got away from Iowa late in the first half, ended up being 42-3 in favor of Michigan at Lucas Oil Field. And I thought up until that point, that might have been the fastest Michigan defense led by the incomparable Aiden Hutchison. And they had great linebackers that year. But but I think I go back to the word balance. I, I think this defense uh, front to back is as balanced as I can remember. Now, uh, you know, we have we played Michigan, uh, what, three straight years, I believe, counting the regular season in the playoffs. And, and, and they're all they've all been good. But uh, I, I would put that 21 defense at least in the neighborhood with the, with this defense this year. Not as balanced, though, and, and I agree with you there. On the speed end, probably the fastest. You're probably accurate there. I had Tom uh, Kakert on earlier from HawkeyeReport.com, and I said it really is about the strengths of Iowa, which you mentioned, he mentioned, it's defense and special teams. That's our game plan. It is, it, it is, and, and they've been joined at the hip uh, all, all year long. Uh, Tory Taylor, uh, just a phenomenal leg, averaging 48 yards a punt. Uh, I don't know. I don't think that's number one in the country, but it's certainly top five. He's a finalist for the Ray Guy Award. Uh, Ed Podolak, who does the games with me, uh, who knows a little bit some about great football, uh, played against Ray Guy, and he said he'd, he'd never seen anybody hit the ball as high as he could. Maybe Reggie Roby would come close. Uh, Reggie, uh, another former great Hawkeye. But he said Torrey Taylor mechanically is uh, very close to Ray Guy. Uh, and Ray Guy, would just, the, the, the key with Ray Guy was he'd hit it up so high you'd probably uh, wait 30 seconds for it to come down. He, he, he and, and that's where Torrey Taylor, he can do that. He can position the ball outside the numbers. To get it to go out of bounds where he wants, he can back it up inside the five or the ten yard line. He's re- really been remarkable. Just one in a, a line of many great Australian punters. I think there are sixty that that college rosters this year. Gary Dolphin, love hearing his voice on the show on Hawkeye football and basketball games. Iowa, Michigan, Big Ten championship on Saturday night. Gary, safe travels to and from the game. Look forward to our next conversation. I always look forward to that, Huge. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, happy holidays, everybody. Yeah, back at you. Gary Dolphin checking in on the Roast Homer Coffee guest line. Can't wait for that game. Iowa will play for field position. They they want it to be a 10-7 game. 13-10. That, that's what they want it to be. And you don't want to get behind Iowa like by two scores. 
Michigan needs to take care of business. Just get a W. I don't care if it's 3 nothing final. Just win and get to the college football playoff, which, by the way, the weekly rankings are in. This will be the final Tuesday rankings, and then they'll announce the final four on Sunday. And everyone's projecting Georgia to be number one. Michigan, two. Washington, three. And Florida State, four. And Ohio State, five. Which is interesting. Now, Alabama can jump Ohio State and get into the playoff by beating Georgia. What I don't get is they keep talking about Georgia's strength of schedule. And I'm asking you a monster road win they have all year long. Where is it? Oh, it's the eyeball test. Oh, it's a, the SEC's tougher, is it? Michigan won at Penn State. They beat Ohio State. How do you not make them number one in tonight's college football playoff rankings? The last one before the field is announced, the four teams on Sunday after we get through the championships on Friday and Saturday. Georgia struggled to beat Georgia Tech. Michigan won those three games without their damn head coach. Won at Penn State, beat then number two Ohio State in your playoff rankings. And you're not going to give Michigan juice to get to number one? Because they're trying to protect Georgia. Let me explain what they're trying to do. This is my opinion. I don't live for sports conspiracies. They want to keep Georgia at one. So if Alabama beats Georgia, Georgia could be four and Alabama moves to two. And if Michigan beats Iowa, they'd be one. So you stay away from an Alabama-Georgia rematch and the SEC gets two teams in the final four. Yeah. You can call me Sneaky Bill because I'm on to you, SEC. Yeah, you know me. You down with SEC? Yeah, you know me. It's amazing. Georgia has won where in the SEC this year that is a power win? I'm waiting. Where have they won where you go, man, that's a big boy win because Texas won at Alabama. Texas is a one-loss team, and they get Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship. So I'm looking at Georgia's schedule. They played Tennessee Martin in Ball State in an average South Carolina team to start the year. Then they played UAB. Don't tell me about their schedule out of conference, please. They won at Auburn 27-20, a very average Auburn team. Beat Kentucky at home, won at Vanderbilt. The Florida game they won, but that's in Jacksonville because they do it, you know, Georgia-Florida. Missouri at home is their most impressive win along with Ole Miss at home. They won at Tennessee. Might be their best road win, but Tennessee's down. 
one at Georgia Tech, and they get Alabama at 4 o'clock on CBS in the SEC title game. But Michigan beats two top 10 teams, number two, and at the time I think Penn State was six when they beat them. And you're not going to give Michigan the juice? No, this is a setup. Because if Georgia would lose to Alabama, they want to keep Georgia at four with one loss. Look at all the respect Georgia has got. Don't tell me about Texas. This would be based on Florida State losing to Louisville in the ACC title game. Oregon beating Washington then would put Oregon at number three. Georgia at four. Or Oregon even to two, and Alabama at three, and Michigan at one if they take care of business against Iowa. And who's going to scream? Washington, Texas will scream that they're left out, right? The politics are part of the are a part of this. Trust me on it. If you want to join in. We do have our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Your thoughts on Jonathan Smith as the new head football coach at Michigan State University. He was introduced today. We'll take your huge opinions on that hire. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. Your money stays in Michigan because Mercantile is a Michigan-based bank. You can also join us at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Book your stay this fall in luxurious first-class room and receive $50 premium play, a $20 spa credit, and a $25 dining credit. Rates are just $289 a night, Sunday through Thursday, and $339 on Fridays and Saturdays. Reserve your room now, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Michigan's favorite med spa, Urban U. They have locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville with the holidays coming up. If you're thinking about the perfect gift idea, you need to go to UrbanU.com. There you can find out that for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th, where purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or give that lady in your life the perfect holiday gift. It can be done quick. Go to UrbanU.com and holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services for those ladies in your life. You deposit money into an Urban U account for you to spend on any of the services or for somebody you're gifting. Find out more about the holidays from Michigan's favorite med spa. Go to UrbanU.com. That's UrbanU.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. 
So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Big Ten Championship Week, Michigan-Iowa Saturday night. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com with his thoughts on the matchup momentarily. Also for the Spartan Nation, Jonathan Smith was introduced officially today. Losing a ton of players to the transfer portal. I keep using the word patience the last couple of days. If you're a Michigan State fan, you have got to stop comparing your football program to Michigan or Ohio State right now. I say trust Smith and you're going to have to give him a complete cycle of four recruiting classes. What the Mel Tucker situation did was basically give Michigan State football the death penalty. And it is amazing to watch how they were able to play even with everything that had gone on off the field. But you look at what Smith is up against inside the Big Ten, and he doesn't have a roster. Yeah, I know you have the transfer portal. And he's a West Coast guy with West Coast recruiting roots, not the Midwest. And I assume that will be the other half of his staff that he hires. Patience, but with message boards and social networks. Good luck with anybody having patience. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, another Michigan insider, is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. I saw the All Big Ten uh, announcer defense special teams uh, list today. How about that Michigan defense being represented very well in the first, second, and third teams? Yeah, especially the, the first team, you got two sophomores on there, Mason Graham at D-tackle and Will Johnson at corner. So the future looks bright there, too. I know people kind of this time of year, 
based on, you know, some other programs, you know, being in kind of a different type of calendar, everyone's kind of looking ahead to next year, at least having that peak and future looks bright for that Michigan defense. But I mean, just the plays they've been able to make throughout the year, you think of Mikey Sane, who's also on the first team, they're nickel back and played outside corner at times as well, including late in this Ohio state game when he had to, after Will Johnson went down and how he fared, even, even with being probably the smallest guy on the field. So they had a lot of guys that stepped up in those kind of big moments. So uh, that, that defense has been uh, incredible and uh, complimentary football on both sides, I, I would say, too. The way Michigan plays, it's been a perfect match. So speaking of match or matches in a matchup uh, in Iowa, uh, 35 and a half is the over under. Michigan favored by 23. Uh, Iowa, I think, is averaging 18 points a game, and that's a good day. Special teams, defense are their strengths. Uh, you look at Michigan, you look at Iowa, what are you thinking goes down Saturday night? Yeah, I think the team total for Iowa points scored is six and a half. And I don't even know that I would take it um, at this point based on what their offense has done, not only against any team, but against some of the better teams, Penn State, they get shut out 31 to nothing. Um, but you have to give Iowa credit for winning football games. You know, it doesn't matter how – how they've done it or or against two. I mean, they still have won 10 games, which is incredible uh, in the big 10 West. And really they were a bad call away from being 11 and one. And, uh, you know, so they have accomplished something getting to this game, you know, you know, on the same breath, you know, the big 10 West was, was really, really bad this year. And, you know, I think that Michigan is, uh, you know, properly favored, in this game, you got to get the focus back. I think that will. Uh, I think they'll be revved up and ready to go based on that. Jim Harbaugh will be back on the sideline for Michigan this weekend. Um, you know, feels like as Harbaugh said on Sunday that out of any year here in the last few where they've beaten Ohio State and then gone on to the Big Ten championship game, it feels a little bit more normal. Like it doesn't mean it wasn't a special win and, and the players and fans and everybody aren't excited, but it feels like you know, you could move on a little bit quicker to this Big Ten championship game. That's kind of the vibe I've gotten. We'll talk to some more players after practice tonight when we get to go interview them over at Schembechler Hall, and it'll be interesting to see what they say. But that's certainly the vibe I'm getting. Uh, so I think this Michigan team will be focused. They're familiar with this. I mean, most of the players on the team have played in multiple Big Ten championship games or at least been there for those games. So it feels like business as usual, 12-0 and for the second straight year. Um, which is uh, quite the feat. Never done it two years in a row in Ann Arbor. So uh, I think they'll be ready. Iowa's always a team that gives you a little bit of, you know, you got to be a little bit cautious based on the fact that they can turn you over. Uh, they haven't done it as well this year with interceptions, but uh, they can win a game with defense or special teams. So you got to be, you got to be ready to go. You got to play well. Um, but, you know, you, you don't, you can't make mistakes as well because they're not going to make too many. Uh, they've even cut down on their own turnovers lately. The last four games, just three turnovers based uh, compared to earlier in the year, many more, uh, four in one game, two, three, that sort of thing. So you're going to have to play well still to to win. And if you win, I think you're in the college football playoff. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. They're, yeah, they're guaranteed. Even if, even if you lose, uh, even if you lose, you have a shot. Mm, um, but I don't know. Win in, in type of situation. No, I, if Michigan loses to Iowa, that's a bad loss. I know they're number 18, but... I think there's too much of a log jam uh, there for Michigan to get in. I know they're a big TV draw. That could come into play. Uh, my feeling on the college football playoff rankings, Michigan, I think, has the easiest opponent in a championship game uh, this weekend, Friday or Saturday. So 
that's why I'm looking at the rankings tonight, and I'm looking at Michigan winning at Penn State, beating Ohio State last Saturday, and I saw some projections from ESPN, and they really are objective when it comes to Michigan, that they still have Georgia number one. And I'm thinking, Michigan won at Penn State. Georgia, Georgia's only road victory of note might be at Auburn or Tennessee, and, and they're not good this year. Michigan won at Penn State, and they beat the number two team in last week's playoff rankings, and you're only going to bump them up a spot? Right. And it is kind of funny because we've gone through this the last few years where they always kind of top out at number two. They've been the two seed in the last two college football playoffs, and they're sitting at, or you'd assume they move up to number two tonight. We'll see what the committee does. I think slight, slight chance, very small that they move to number one. The, the committee seems to be, they seem to be willing to let teams jump, you know, and then maybe even jump back. Like if Georgia beats Alabama next week, I wouldn't argue necessarily with Georgia moving back to one. But that one spot, they seem pretty stubborn about moving teams uh, in front of a, another team or like not moving you down unless you really deserve it. I know they did it earlier in the year with Ohio State, but it'll be something to watch. I mean, I, I think it could come into play. There's still a lot of football left to, to be played when it comes to seeding here. I mean, you still got Oregon, Washington, Alabama, Georgia. You still have to see if Florida State can hang on this weekend against Louisville without their starting quarterback. I will say, you want that number one seed if the four is going to be Florida State, um, which I think if Florida State wins, they, they are looking at probably that spot um, because they don't have their quarterback. And Florida State looks like the weakest top four team, top five team at, at this point. So uh, I think that's something uh, to watch is kind of how things shake out this weekend. But I think we'll probably get a decent amount of chalk, maybe one or two upsets here or there. And I think, um, you know, it'll kind of, it'll kind of work out how a lot of people are expecting it to with Georgia winning. Uh, well, I think Oregon's going to win over Washington, but it's going to be a decent amount of football or decent uh, amount of good football this weekend. And then you have Michigan, Iowa. I agree with you. I think it's probably going to be the most lopsided game of the weekend. So you're looking at the way I think the weekend will play out in the championship games and what the final four in the college football playoff will look like on Sunday morning. So Michigan beats Iowa. I think mm-hmm. Alabama will beat Georgia. I don't think Georgia's healthy. I think Oregon beats Washington. And I'm not sold. Florida State had to come back against a weak Florida team. Uh, they could lose to Louisville, but then Louisville got upset by uh, Kentucky, so I'll, I'll go with I'll go with Louisville still winning that game because Florida State doesn't have a quarterback. So if that's the case, Michigan will be number one. Number two, mm-hmm. number two will be Oregon. Okay, and then I agree. and then number three is Alabama, and then well, does, does Georgia does Georgia stay in at number four with, with how much love they've given Georgia? We'll see tonight if they're still number one, even after Michigan won at Penn State and beat number two Ohio State. And maybe that's why they're keeping Georgia at number one, that, hey, we're going to take them from one to four. Michigan would play Georgia probably in the Sugar Bowl, and you get Oregon, uh, Alabama in the Rose Bowl. And yes, you would have Texas screaming bloody murdy or murder. We beat yeah. Alabama, but Alabama beat Georgia to trump that, right? Right. I mean, you could still argue, and I know Michigan's win was great. There have been a couple others. You could still argue that Texas win in Tuscaloosa might be the best win of the college football season. Yes. So they would 
certainly have an argument. And I wouldn't blame them for sitting there and arguing. But if you kind of watch these teams, and I know you got to take the totality of the season. You can't just look at the way they're playing now. But, man, I mean, when you, when you look at the teams, I would say Alabama has kind of morphed into probably one of the best four teams. Now, if they lose, they're done. Uh, but you're right. Tonight is going to give us maybe a little bit of a tell, and you never know, but maybe a little bit of a tell as to what they would do if Georgia lost. If they move down to two and Michigan jumps them at one, then I think if Georgia loses, there's out. a chance they're out. Right, and, and that, that's why they're going to keep them at one so they can move them to four. But the, the other side of this is, okay, if Oregon and Louisville win, then Washington, Florida State are out. Will Texas jump to number four. Let's say Georgia beats Alabama. Michigan wins against Iowa. Oregon beats Washington. They're three. Louisville beats Florida State. Does And this is because Alabama lost. Does Texas now move to number four? You get Georgia, Texas in the Sugar Bowl in one semifinal, and you get Oregon, Michigan in the Rose Bowl out west in the other one. Yeah, I think that's, that's certainly a, right? a possibility. It, it's kind of interesting, too, because then you have to look at location too. Like if Michigan's the two, they likely end out end up out west in the Rose Bowl. But if you're playing a, a three that's the Pac-12 team, like an Oregon or Washington, you know that might be advantage to the lower seed. But if Georgia's the one, they're certainly going to put them in the Sugar Bowl. So there's still you know quite a bit to uh, to play out. But the the chaos scenario that you know maybe I don't want, I don't really care one way or the other. But it would be fun to see is the committee having to make a decision between Alabama, which had just beaten Georgia, and Texas. Mm. And I think they're probably hoping Georgia just wins so they don't have to make that decision. Uh, but it's interesting. And then you look at – it's kind of weird, too. The AP poll on Sunday had Ohio State over Texas, which completely shocked me. Now, Texas will you know, have a chance to jump because they have a game this weekend and Ohio State doesn't. Uh, so I think Ohio State's virtually out as well. I know they're holding out a little bit of hope in Columbus, but – uh, I think they're they're done. Uh, in, you know, they need a lot of chaos this year to back in like like they did last year with less chaos. Um, but you know, they're still probably keeping the light on there in the the Woody Hayes Athletic Center down there, <laughs> thinking they have a shot. But it's it's kind of fun because it's going into one of the conference championship weekends on the last time we have the fourteen playoff. That it feels like there are more teams in play this year than there have been in a while. If you remember going back to even like twenty sixteen. Michigan was sitting at like five or six with two losses and virtually had no chance. There are a bunch of teams with zero or one loss that, that have a shot here at the end. And, you know, good, good chance that some teams are going to be disappointed getting left out with one loss. Yeah, and because Ohio State lost late and Michigan, if they would get upset by Iowa, I don't think either t- school would be in with those one-loss teams hanging around, including Texas. Clayton, i got to get to a network. T.O. will follow you at thewolverine.com. Keep up the great work. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, back at you, Clayton Safety. Check it in for com. Jim Brandstatter, the former voice of the Wolverines, coming up in 20 minutes. Also, my weekly conversation, Talking Hoops with John Beeline, the former head coach at Michigan, coaching the NBA with Cleveland, and last stop was a senior advisor to the Pistons. We'll talk about Michigan, Michigan State, and the Pistons. That will be coming up within the hour. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino. Single record of the year is Better Man. Better Man. Album of the year. Killing time. Come on up again. Clint Black. Clint Black. 
Black with special guest Josh Grayson. Tickets start at $40. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Cliff Black and Josh Grayson. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Earn bonus points with M-Perks at Meyer for just one more way to save this holiday season. Shop groceries, apparel, gifts, and more, and earn points on it all. And right now, earn two times the points for every dollar you spend on select Meyer brand food. Earn points every time you shop and redeem them anytime you want. Make Meyer your one-stop shop for everything you need this holiday season. And with M-Perks, you'll save even more. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerkPerks.com, member FDIC. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan Tuesday. Broadcast Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Hey, if you want to win Lomas Brown's tricked up golf cart, just text IMPACT to 21000 and you'll be in the drawing coming up next summer. That's courtesy of IMPACT Power Sports 14 Mile in Rockford. If you need your own golf cart tricked up for the course, the neighborhood, uh, the cottage, uh, stop by Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford. Big, bad, huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering 
inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live across Michigan. A busy week. Flying through another show with the Big Ten Championship on Saturday night, Iowa and Michigan. We got the College football playoff final rankings tonight. Michigan should be number one, but best guess is they're going to stay at number two. Would, could you imagine if Georgia would have beat the number two team in the country? Yeah, okay, whatever. They're trying to position Georgia and get Georgia and Alabama in. SEC carries all the power. We also had Jim Comperoni from SpartanMeg.com on. We talked about Jonathan Smith, introduced officially as a replacement for Mel Tucker inside the Michigan State football head coach's office. I like the guy, but Noah Kim, Hauser, <laughs> Levitt, all three quarterbacks that they played this year are gone. Transfer portal. It seems every time I check at SpartanMeg.com, they're losing more players. Because these guys were recruited by assistants and a head coach who aren't there anymore. They want to go to some place where a school is saying, you, you, you come here, you're going to play. I like Smith. But this is going to be a patient process of at least four seasons. So if you're a Michigan State fan, I know you hate watching what Michigan is doing. You despise Michigan. Everything about Michigan you can't stand. And Michigan beating Ohio State and winning at Penn State, even with all the cheating allegations out there, it ruined your Thanksgiving. I will say the Michigan State fan can say they should have beat Iowa in Iowa City. I, I thought the team showed some heart up until that last game Friday night at Ford Field. So to the Spartan Nation on your message boards and the Spartan Nation on Twitter, you had better be patient because it's not going to be a quick turnaround. It's not. And I know you're going to think, well, look what Mel Tucker did. Look, look at Transfer Portal. How'd that work out for him? If it wasn't for Kenneth Walker... He would have never got that $95 million deal, and everybody thought Michigan was dead in the water. Mel was 2-0 against the Wolverines. Harbaugh had to take a pay cut. And my, look where things are today. It's amazing. But they, they got the best guy on the market. They really did. A&M almost settled for Mark Stoops at Kentucky. They went with Elko from Duke. They got the best guy. In my mind, which I'll give Alan Haller a lot of credit on that, but you had better be patient because the Big Ten is ramping up next year. Strongest it's ever been, top to bottom. 
No more Big Ten East or West. It will be the top two teams play in the Big Ten championship game. We threw out our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Enjoy Honolulu Blue at every Lions home football game. Look for it. You'll see it inside Ford Field. Your thoughts as a Michigan State fan on the official hiring of Jonathan Smith. You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan-based bank. You can also join us at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text word HUGE, 21,000. Wing signing, Patrick Kane, reportedly a one-year deal worth around $3 million. Three-time Stanley Cup champion, coming off of hip surgery, ready to go. Presence, leadership, I'll take it in a heartbeat for less than $3 mil. It's a great deal. Let's go talk about Michigan-Iowa Big Ten Championship game Saturday night. Jim Brandstatter, former voice of the Wolverines, It's pretty cool. I saw the video from Michigan football. Doug Karsh stepped aside, Brandy, and he let you call the final play? Yeah, he did. It was really, really great. Uh, What a gesture on Doug's part. Actually, I'm up there every game, the home game, and I always walk in and say hello to John and Doug. And Tony Butler's our engineer, and I always give Tony Butler a cookie and kind of that thing. And then I go, but, you know, we exchange pleasantries and stuff. Well, he said this time, he says, look, if we're winning – Come on in at the end of the game. And I said, okay, fine, I'll be down. So I waited until the interception was confirmed. And I went in there. Next thing I know, he hands me the headset and says, you call the finish. And I went, whoa. So I said, okay. And I said, you know, it was good enough two years ago. Might as well work in 2023. Uh, Wolverine Nation, ladies and gentlemen, the the Ohio State is vanquished. Michigan will go to the Big Ten Championship game place to Iowa. And uh, did my call. And I uh, got J.J. down to a knee and then said, Doug, it's all yours to the end. And I, I got out of there. I thought that was really classy. I saw the video. Was, yeah, oh, it was wonderful. Doug, uh, Doug and John, that's their booth now. And uh, Doug was great. And I really appreciated it. And uh, I got a lot of comments. I mean, man, social media was all over. Uh, Doug really showed his class on that one. Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan football, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. So, Brandy, let's talk about Iowa-Michigan on Saturday night. What are your thoughts going in on that game? Well, I mean, I, I, you know, you know me. I, I worry, uh, and, I, and I and I, you know, the worst thing you can do is, is have a team with nothing to to lose and play them, and and them getting dissed by every human being on the planet who has an interest in the Big Ten Conference Championship. And that's kind of what's happening to Iowa. And you just don't do that to a Kurt Ferris coach team. So my thoughts are this. Michigan should win, but Michigan must must focus on the game, and they must not turn it over. They must not do the things that allow an upset uh, to happen. Uh, Bo used to always say to us, the upset always occurs in the mind of the favorite. It doesn't necessarily always occur in the mind of the underdog. And that's, that's one of the things that Michigan has to guard against. They have got to focus on this to win a Big Ten championship 
because they don't, you know, the goal of a national title doesn't happen, may not happen clearly if, if, if they let Iowa get a shot. Now, Iowa offensively is challenged. Michigan's defense should be okay against them. But if you turn it over and leave them in the game for any length of time, their special teams and defense can win games. So you can't turn it over and give them short fields. The one thing that is on the side of Michigan, not having Harbaugh for three games and getting him back Saturday, it's a pick-me-up for the team off the possibility of a letdown after beating your rival, and that's an understatement. And Harbaugh back and his enthusiasm and not coaching the last three weeks, at least on game day. I know he's coaching during the week. I, I think that guards against a possible letdown. The, my concern is Iowa has a great defense, and right. Iowa has great special teams, and you right. can't let Iowa get out in front and dictate the pace of this game. I agree, and I think you're absolutely correct. And the other thing that I think goes in the favor of Jim being back it gives them a boost, but I think also this is a veteran team. This, this is a team that has been through – uh, really the meat grinder uh, this past season, given all the outside distractions. And yet they came up with, with the, in the most, in the biggest moment on the biggest stage with probably the most distractions of all the week prior to Ohio state and played an absolutely stellar football game against Ohio state. So this is a veteran team that understands and knows and has its eye on the prize. So I don't think they'll overlook them. I really don't, but you're right. They can't let Iowa special teams and defense, which is the strength of that team, uh, dictate the game. They have to control the game. They have to do it with their offense, their defense, and their special teams and take Iowa out of what they like to do. Um, that's, that's fundamental and it's key. If they do that and they get some turnovers, then I think Michigan can prevail. My first thought when that game ended and I was sitting there in the big house, I said, just go to Iowa. If you win 10-7, 3-nothing, just get a W and get to the Final Four. That's all they need. Yeah, yeah that's really all they need. I, I think they would like to play well. I think they would like to have, you know, hit on all eight cylinders. I mean, you know, Zach Zinter is going to be a rallying cry for them, I think, a little bit. Uh, the fact that they have all said from the very get-go, uh, Bill, that, you know, they still have goals in front of them. And, and I think they all ha- are focused on that. So I think they understand how important this game is, and they won't look ahead. They won't, won't look beyond Iowa, and, and they'll, they'll, they'll focus on this, this game in Indianapolis, get that done. And I think Jim Harbaugh will, will keep them focused too because this is his first game back in a while. And, and I mean, he, he, he doesn't want to get ahead of himself, and I think he'll do a good job in getting them ready to play Iowa. Jim Brandstatter, former voice of Michigan football. Uh, the podcast again, where can people find it? Uh, they can find it on there uh, anywhere, Apple Play, Google Play, wherever. They can go to jimbrandstatter.com and find it there. Same thing with the books. Uh, you can go to Apple Books now, and you can download the Apple the, the book, uh, Voices of Michigan Stadium. And I found out that uh, on Apple Books, you can actually give it as a gift. A download as a gift, which means... It's Christmas time, Bill, and if you want to give that special person in your life, <laughs> what a plug. I'm getting good at this, aren't I? You are, man. You know, you are the gift that keeps on giving. 
I know. Wait till I get my Mr. Pillow out or something. You know, I'll, you I'll are. You're right there with the pillow guy. You think I am? You oh, are. Cool. You got the. All I, all I need now is that uh, discount number on the bottom of your screen, and you get ten. Oh, I off. think, and you actually should have that uh, spray adhesive and be in a boat uh, oh, full of alligators right. in a lake. I'm Jim Brandstad with my new brandy can tape. No, I can make no, I can make a boat out of my books. <laughs> what do you think? And if it sinks, that's not a good book. No, okay? that's not a good boat. That wouldn't be good. Right. But anyway, Brandy, we love you. Hey, hey, Bill, have a great holiday, man. If I don't talk to you, enjoy and uh, appreciate you talking to me. Yeah, all the time, my man, Jim Brandstad, checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Let's go to Brian in Grand Rapids, listening on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station. You're on the Huge Show. Huge, what's going on, man? How you doing, Brian? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, so I'm a Michigan State fan, and, you know, I I, I just I wanted to chime in. Um, I'm a supporter of Michigan, you know, athletics. Um, and I think Michigan, um, when it comes to talent-wise, um, you know, I support Michigan athletics and, and Michigan football is hands down dominating on the level that they need to be dominating at. I think they're, they can go in and beat Georgia at this point. Like they should be number one. What do you think? I, I think they should be number one after winning at Penn state and beating Ohio state two out of the last three weeks. They should be number one tonight in the college football playoff rankings. I thought they should have been number one in all the polls. Georgia struggles against Georgia Tech. And they're trying to say strength of schedule. Did I Ball State, Tennessee, Martin? I'm talking about some of the teams they played. Their biggest win would be Missouri at home. Their road wins at Auburn at Tennessee. Which, by the way, seeing Peyton Thorne for Auburn and Keon Coleman for Florida State. Is all you need to know on how toxic things were with Mel Tucker. The writing was on the wall a long time before that story went public. Let's go to Andy in Grand Rapids, also listening on 96 1 The Game. You're on the huge show across Michigan. Andy, how you doing, bud? Called in. Yeah, you're on the uh, air. Yeah, definitely. So, as a Michigan fan, I wanted to chime in also on actually the MSU coach. I think that was a great hire. He has a track record of building programs. If you look at Oregon State, they've been ranked decently well the past couple of seasons. But overall, I think Michigan football, or just football in the state of Michigan, is a hell of a lot more fun when both Michigan and Michigan State are very competitive. Hey, man, I agree. I think in basketball, too. Yeah, and thanks, Andy and GR, listening on our flagship station, 96 won the game. Well, when they're both good, it's better. It is. But when you're reading SmartMeg.com and you're looking at the exodus now on the transfer portal and a new coaching staff, which always leads to attrition anyways, and how they were stuck in the middle of this season – because of the Mel Tucker situation, as I began the show with my opening huge opinion, it's like the NCAA death penalty and they've wiped out their roster. Look at it. I mean, it began, like I said, with Thorne and Coleman leaving and the audacity of some people to say, oh, they didn't need him. 
Yeah, you're the same type of people when Calvin Johnson retired, said it's all Matt Stafford. Oh, yeah, okay, whatever. So, Coach Smith is going to need a full cycle, I believe, minimum four years. And Alan Haller, I read something, maybe it was Comperoni or Couch, that he said this will be the last coach he hires. Because what lies ahead is minimum four to five years. But in today's world, patience is not a virtue. Patience is rare anywhere, any level, especially when you mix in message boards and social networks. We'll see what he can do and how fast he can do it. Because I don't know what the play is with your roster so depleted. Do you literally go take a team that is full of seniors, grad transfers, and you piece together a team and recruits are told, hey, that following year, 2025, is your year, right? There's something about his tone, his resume, that says, I trust Jonathan Smith. Yeah, I trusted D'Antonio. I didn't like him. I, I think the personality of Smith from a distance is more warming than D'Antonio, but D'Antonio was a football coach, kind of had the Saban mentality, right? Not going to be your friend, kick in the butt, but go in. And in the end, I think his demeanor hurt him and also the taste of the Rose Bowl made you hire people and do things that you should have stayed the course on what you were doing and turning two and three stars into Big Ten champions. But when you're making millions and there's the pressure of other schools in your conference, coaches will do a lot of crazy things. They will. Jonathan Smith was a great hire. I thought the best offseason hire by anybody in college football. Considering where Michigan State was at, that Jonathan Smith knew coming in, he was looking at a program that was ravaged to the point of almost the NCAA death penalty with no quality players left on that roster. Few quality players, I'll say. I don't want to trash all those guys because they had nothing to do with this. And that's why I would leave too. I'd want, I couldn't stay there. If I was recruited and Tucker did that, to my college career, I'd be gone in a heartbeat. So nothing but love to all the players leaving. And also, I like Coach Smith. And his introduction was smooth today. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day only at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Another new era is underway for Michigan State football, even though the 2023 season, mercifully enough, is now in the books. Jonathan Smith has got to hit the ground running. The transfer portal opens next week. Recruit signing for high school players on 
on December 20th. Smith is bringing at least half of his Oregon State staff with him to East Lansing somewhere on the airplane Sunday. They have got to get the recruiting short up right away, and that will be a number one priority. How long it takes Smith to go ahead and establish an entire staff remains to be seen, but he clearly has a priority ahead of a Tuesday news conference of getting as many new players for 2024 as possible after the 4-8 disaster of 2023. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Book your stay this fall in luxurious first-class room and receive $50 premium flight, a $20 spa credit, and a $25 dining credit. Rates are just $289 a night, Sunday through Thursday, and $339 on Fridays and Saturdays. Reserve your room now, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th through the end of the year. Purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at theurbanu.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go talk some hoops with former Michigan head basketball coach John Beeline each and every week. On Tuesdays, John stops by and we talk about Michigan, Michigan State and the Pistons. How you doing, coach? I am fine, Bill. Thank you very much. All right, let's start with your former team, Michigan. There weren't a lot of expectations going into this season. They kind of have exceeded expectations, but... They don't have a lot of depth, and now you get Juwan back, and there's a transition period here. Your thoughts on where Michigan basketball is right now early in the year? Well, you, you had it right on that. The transition is tough. Going from one season to another with, uh, with the same coach is difficult enough. Now, thank God that Juwan is healthy again, and he can get back on those sidelines, but you go through a transition to a new team, now you have Phil Martelli coaching him, and now as Jawan eases him back in, that's just got to be hard. I don't care. I don't think there's a there's a you read a book about that. I don't think that, that there's anything. It's that they just got to get through it till everybody's comfortable again to get through this. They are four and three. It is so early in the season, uh, but there's a there's some good things and there's some bad things. They're still scoring 81 points a game which is really, really good. Unfortunately, giving up 75. If you watch the preseason stats in the Big Ten, we usually, with the exception of a few teams, dominate defensively 
in preseason against non-conference teams. They've got people are giving up 35% in three, get or 35% overall. There's people are scoring in the 50s. That's unusual right now. And they're the same thing. They're shooting 37% for three, but they're giving up 37% from three. So the, 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 the offense is good. The defense, as can be expected when you have a new team, is, is just not there yet. I use that word yet. I like it. Terrence Williams giving you some, some, uh, some good minutes. Um, and a small bench, depth isn't that big of an issue. I never thought it was. It, it is in the NBA. It's not as much in college. They have time to figure this thing out. And um, it doesn't get easier right now. They go, they, right away they go to, they go to Oregon, and then they, they, have, they go to Florida on a neutral court. But they have a tough schedule here in the preseason. So, Juwan and Phil Martelli and the team, and you just mentioned trying to figure it out. When it's early in the year, I would assume that practices, which can be few and far between with tournaments and holidays and even the Big Ten schedule starting in December, where do you find that time to work on what's wrong with your team or where you can improve? Well, unlike the NBA, you do have time. First of all, you know, you could start practice October 1 all the way to November. So you have really five days a week that you can practice. You get a lot of work in, but you don't know how your team is going to respond when the games start. And there could be something you didn't emphasize enough that this team needed. So as they go to now, they'll have, they, you basically, except for the tournaments, Thanksgiving, you have two practices before every game. The NBA would kill for two practices before every game. And you, you can shore things up uh, with it. You usually have a day off, two practices. You can get a lot done. So I expect them to make the necessary changes so far to just get better during this time. Uh, they, 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 they can do it, right? But I, I think that transition, who is coaching today, who's coaching tomorrow, they got to work it out and figure out how to get this done so that it's most efficient for the team. John Beeline, former Michigan coach, former NBA head coach, and also a senior advisor with the Pistons until uh, Monty came in and they had to switch over uh, in the coaching staffs in the front office. Uh, We'll get to the Pistons coming up uh, at the end of our conversation. But Tom Izzo in Michigan State, you know, we talk about expectations. Preseason number four in the country. Now they're out of the AP Top 25 they're three and three, but I kind of look at this team. Their three losses are against James Madison, uh, Duke, and Arizona quality basketball teams. Yeah, you know he always has done this. He's scheduled like a son of a gun in the uh, in the preseason, and that's what he believes is, and you can't argue with it. So uh, he's three and three, but that's not everybody else's three and three in the league. That they really, they just, they, they played a really tough schedule. You know that we didn't talk last week. That win over Butler, where they Butler's not a bad team, and they just, they just mopped the floor with Butler in that game. So you throw that game in, and you know the Arizona game, the Duke game, they're just, they're just a few three point shots away from winning both those games. Uh, but you know, right now, the good news is uh, they're only giving up thirty eight percent. Or, or, or giving up 28% from three. That's real. That's really good defense on the three-point line, but they're only shooting about the same. So that, that doesn't happen. But remember I spoke about before, they're only giving up 35% in the regular field goal percentage. So they're guarding people now. They're really guarding people. They just can't, they can't shoot. 
They can't shoot. You know, they always had, you know, whether it was Gary Harris, whether it was uh, uh, Matt McQuaid, they just had, they always had, now maybe Trey Holloman's that guy, but they had guys that you were surprised that they would miss it if they missed. At least I was. And I don't know if they have many of those guys unless Holloman is that guy that there's still always a work in progress to some of those shooters. So they really got to be good in all the other areas until they can get that together. You know, Izzo's had those seasons, so have you, John, where there's a lot of expectations. You don't meet them early. People quasi-panic. Those in the media also will go nuts. And then you find a way to hit your groove with your team. And I agree with you. They're playing enough defense. I just don't know. They miss Joey Hauser. They, they miss a pure three-point shooter, as you're mentioning, or did mention. I, I, I don't know where they're going to find that offense the rest of the season to really be a true championship contender. I just don't. Well, I, Bill, we talked about this, too. You can tr- The November rankings, how do people know? Seriously, you got some, and I give them credit. They got to do it. But the, with the turnover with rosters, and, and that they know what Michigan's roster, Michigan State's roster, they don't know what other teams in the Big Ten are going to do. They don't know what people. The, the rosters are so changing. How can you even think? How can you even pick these teams when you haven't seen these teams play together? So the ex, there should be no expectations at this point. That let's watch and see them for the, for November and December, and we should know in January what they got to work on and where they have to go and. And with both Michigan State and Michigan, you've got really proud traditions of teams that win uh, and, and have two of the winningest programs in the Big Ten for a long, for a long time now, for 15 years. What, for, for, yeah, for 15 years. So they, they can pull this. They're going to pull this thing. It's not even out. I don't even like saying that. They will be a good team down the road in the Big Ten, but they're, like, they're going to have to slug it out with some people for a while. John Beeline, former Michigan head basketball coach, NBA guy, joins us each and every Tuesday on the huge show across Michigan through the NBA Finals, talking hoops. Yeah, I think Izzo, Michigan State, uh, will figure it out as they go along. I just don't know if they really can compete with Purdue uh, to win the Big Ten or have a NCAA tournament run. I know Izzo has a lot of March magic, but I, I maybe to the Sweet 16, but we'll see. A lot of basketball left. Speaking of hoops, uh, the Pistons currently are the worst team in the NBA. Lost, not lost, got hammered uh, by the Wizards who came in with the same record at 2-14 and 14 as the Pistons last night. The Pistons are near the bottom in scoring and defense and three-point shooting, turnovers. You can go down the list. Uh, in terms of expectations with the new coaching staff, there, there was a lot of hope that this was going to be almost a playoff year or get into the play-in tournament. What is wrong with the Pistons right now? Boy, where do I start? You know, they, they, first of all, you have a huge transition with a, bit, a different coach, different coaching staff, 100% staff. And now they're, they're all trying to figure things out together with a very – remember I talked about the college practice has – you know, all those 20 practices, you know, in October. And the, the, uh, the NBA has about seven practices, and you're out there ready to go. And as far as it's probably for individual stuff, it's not that important for team chemistry is important. And so you're, you're right. I mean, right now they're not 
as I said last week, they're uh, they're not they're last in the league in shooting threes, and the good thing is they're not giving up threes, but they're they're doing the same things that plagued the Pistons last year. They're following a lot. You know, there's there's a difference you say between playing hard and playing smart, and they are they're playing hard at times, but they're not playing smart with the way they just put people to the foul line all the time. And that, that's just points. There's, there's this, I remember hearing this clinic back, back in the day. I don't know who was given. I think it might have been Dick Bennett at the old Wisconsin coach. You know, how not to beat you, don't, how to, to not beat yourself. And one of them was, you know, that ways that you can do this is be a good foul shooting team and don't follow other teams. And that is so important. They, they, they're putting the people in line for a lot. Another thing is take care. These are things you can, can control. You can control this. Don't don't turn the ball over, right? And make other teams turn them over. We're Pistons are turning the ball over like crazy, and they're not making anybody else turn it over. I mean, the good. I like a point guard, uh, Bill, with, that will like turn it over every five or uh, assist every five minutes, turn it over every fifteen minutes, and Cade is a, a assist every five minutes. Um, the problem is that he's got a he's got a turnover uh, every what every eight minutes right now, so we, we he can expand that he knows it he'll try and fix the problem he's a terrific kid, uh, but they just cannot keep doing that when they when they have a team that struggles to score as it is you know Bill they're 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 playing a little untraditional for thirty minutes a game where most of the NBA is made up of. Kyle Kuzma's, Kevin Durant's, Evan Mobley, DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson are your foremen. And we have a really good player right now that's starting at our foreman, Isaiah Stewart. But he's not the prototypical foreman of today. And he's more of a five-man, but he's a really good player. So they're trying to find time for him. But now that is is tough when today's foreman – is just a tall three man. That's all he is, and I would never think Isaiah Stewart would be a tall three man. But he he needs to play a lot. He's a really good player. Just figuring that out for themselves is important. The one thing uh, with everything that Troy Weaver has done, the Pistons GM that I, I felt has been missing in all of this rebuild is a veteran point guard that can get the ball to all that young talent in the right spots. Am I off base on that? Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, there's, there's difference between, I, and I mentioned the computer to you, to you before, but there's Kate can do that. Getting an assist every five minutes is as good as it gets. Chris Paul might get one every four minutes, but it's the seven, it's the every eight minute turnover that gets in the way. I, I don't know if people, everybody's understanding this, but it, you, when you're on that floor, he sees the floor. Now he's just, and he'll work on it. He hates turning it over. It frustrates him, but he's got to work at that. And, and yes, a more seasoned point guard who has been playing in the NBA for a long time won't have those turnovers. And then all of a sudden you'll say, wow, what a point guard. He takes care of the ball and he finds others. So I think it's more of that. And then defensively, too, a six foot seven guard has got to go and guard. A, a six foot one inch jet at the other end. So it's not who you are, it's who you guard. And sometimes having that big guard on offense, on defense, it's t- that's tough. That length is great, 
but not when a guy can go by you and he can also shoot threes. So there's a bunch of things clashing on this roster, and they got to find a way to work it out uh, during the year. Pistons have the Lakers on Wednesday night. If they lose that game, it will be 15 in a row. Man, wow. Yeah. It's hard to do even in the NBA. You don't have a Mm. lot of practice time in between. But just being in the NBA for three seasons, there's days where other you you could go out there and you don't even play well, but just win because the other team just is beat. You know they got in there late or they're on a back to back or they're resting players. So that's why this, this is a, a bit of a concern, I think, for everybody and very frustrating. They'll eventually win a game, win a game again and get their confidence. And as I have said the last three weeks on this show, Bojan Bogdanovic. Is a is twenty points just walks in the gym and gets twenty, so you have that out there on the floor. That's going to help him a lot. I think under, people under, underestimate his him being missing right now, but other people have have players missing too, and so it's a, it's going to be a challenge. But I don't think in in uh, this this rebuild, which really started, it really started back in nineteen or year of uh, nineteen. 20, the COVID year, that's when the rebuild started. I'm sure everybody's disappointed we're not further along right now. John Beeline, each and every Tuesday on the Huge Show across Michigan, we talk hoops from Michigan, Michigan State, to the Pistons. If you ever want to drop us a basketball question, add Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. Coach, always love talking hoops with you, my man. Have a great week. Let's get some more wins for all three of these teams, and we'll have a great talk next Tuesday. Yeah, it is interesting that all three kind of are still in that navigating the season mode, and the Pistons are on the brink of where do you go moving forward? We'll talk about that uh, coming up next week. Johnny, thank you so much. All right, thanks, Huge. Bye now. All right, John Beeline, former head coach at Michigan, joining us each and every Tuesday on the Michigan Sports Network. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Don't miss holiday deals at Meyer. Shop select Lego play sets for 30% off. December Home Holiday Indoor Decor is buy one, get one 50% off. And December Home Holiday Ornaments and Lifelike Trees and Phillips Lights are 20% off. These deals and products won't last long at these prices. Head to Meyer today to shop holiday deals in one stop. Plus, pay the same low buyer price no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, Make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino. Single record of the year is Better Man. Even here, Better Man. Album of the year, Killing Time. Come on up again, Clint Black. This Killing Time. Clint Black with special guest Josh Grayson. Tickets start at $40. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Shoot the moon, I did it all on good Clint Black and Josh Grayson. Friday, December 1st at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort.
Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. You're listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go check in with the fun governor, Tim McCullough, from the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. He is standing by. Timmy, what's going on? We've got so much going on, Bill. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, love it, love it, love it, love it. Hey, Saturdays in December when you share of over $320,000 in cash prizes, everybody. 320000 in cash prizes, everybody. Every hour from 5 to 11, one lucky Access Club member will be drawn to play our Snowfall Lucky Game. Uh, you get to select different ornaments, and it reveals cash prizes. And maybe you could even win a grand total of $11,600 in cash prizes, which would be a great day and make my uh, December special. So uh, hopefully you can come out and do that. You don't, you don't want any coal. you got to avoid the coal. So uh, I wish you all the best luck there. You know we got to involve some coal, uh, unfortunately, but it's true. And then we got the 25 days of giving, the 1st through the 25th. That goes from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., uh, which is two winners each hour, uh, $100 in premium play. And you get to select a gift. And, uh, you, you know, it's just a lot of fun. And maybe you'll win $50 in dining credits, which would be great. Maybe you use that Ruth Chris, the Bistro, Ascend, all the great restaurants we have on property. And then let's talk about shows. Friday is coming up. Clint Black, Josh Grayson. What a great country act right there. Those guys are one. You're not going to want to miss that. Happens Friday the 1st. And then on the 8th, Jay Leno, Arsenio Hall, back doing the comedy on our stage. Uh, tickets on sale. You can get them for low as $56. That's a great thing. And then we're working into Rock and Rum, the holiday bash with my man Don Felder of the Eagles. You know him, all the great songs. That's going to go down on the 9th. So make sure you check that out. It's a great date night. Great date night, everybody. Come out and do that. Kenny G on the 10th, the 15th, Robin Thicke and Montel Jordan. That's going to be a whole lot of fun right there. You'll know him from the Masked Singer, Robin Thicke, and uh, everything sexy is what uh, my wife would tell me. Smokey Robinson on the 27th and 28th. My man Lance Burton and all his mag- magic will be on our stage making it uh, happen and unhappen. I guess you could say appear and disappear. Then Great White and Quiet Riot on the 29th, a great 80s rock show. I'll definitely be there for that one. The 30th, Lone Star, Eddie Montgomery. That'll be a lot of fun. And, of course, our New Year's Eve bash, parties, 80 themes. Can't go wrong with a great 80s theme. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then on the 8th, it's a Monday, the Three Kings Elvis tribute show. Make sure you check that out. Tickets are on sale now. Only $25. Roots and Boots Tour, Teresa Caputo, Jeff Foxworthy. we got so much going on. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, uh, we just had a... Jason Aldean get thrown up on there for Outdoors along with Skinner and ZZ Top. So we got a lot going on. Make sure you go to the website, check it out, Bill. 
uh, hit us up uh, on, on, the, on the app. Uh, like us on Facebook. We want to do it all. You tell them what to do, Bill. You're the expert at this. Eagle Casino Sports, we got it all, baby. Yeah, just go to SoarinEagleCasino.com. You can book your getaway and all the promotions, giveaways, uh, and shows uh, that he mentioned, including Old Dean being added for the Summer Outdoor Concert Series in 2024. Go to SoarinEagleCasino.com. Follow them on Facebook. And on Twitter, and don't forget about their sister property, the Saganine Eagles Landing Casino and Hotel in Standish. For those of you listening on 100.9 FM, the Met in Midland Bay City and Saginaw. Again, SoarinEagleCasino.com. Uh, book your getaway. Get info on the giveaways. Uh, get tickets for all the great show, shows indoors and outdoors next year at Soaring Eagle Casino. Timmy, good to hear your voice again. We'll talk next week. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. All right, Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Big. Bad. Huge.